Wow, what a normal time we are indeed having here in the month of October. That's right, I'm aware of the month. Woo, for maybe the first time ever. This is great. And welcome back to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name is Just Henry. And my name's a crinkly leaves pumpkin spice autumnal John. And together we're Just Henry and the crinkling of leaves autumnal pumpkin spiced John coming at you to discuss the very normal happenings of that there zeitgeist in order to make the world lovable. Wait, full of love. (laughs) The world is lovable. It just needs to be full of it. First, I'm so stoked, Henry. I can't remember the last time it was October. I also have a glaring blank spot in my head every time this month in question comes along, but I'm jazzed, much like a jazz fest would be to enjoy the leaves changing, the nights getting longer, the winds a-howling, and that cool, crisp autumn air. October is the month it is. October is indeed, and I say this with no hyperbole, intended or implied, a month. It is one month. It's a month that happens every year. Ostensibly, I do not have anecdotal evidence to support that claim. Yeah, because that's like, that's the thing, right? Like, everyone makes those memes like, what's October? Yeah, yeah, it's... You know that Just, famous um, band? Um, I think their name is Green Day. Mm-hmm. They've got that one song, Wake Me Up When October Ends, because we all just kind of sleep through it. Yeah, we, we sleep through it. There's that uh, famous Mean Girls meme, right? Right. <laughs> when yes. she's like, what day is it? And he says, I don't know. Yeah, so, yeah, he doesn't know the date. He turns to her and like, what day is it? And she says, October is a month. Yeah, that's that's what it is. And we, we all know that when October happens, we post that clip from Mean Girls. Or, if you want, Paramount put the entire Mean Girls movie on TikTok in 23 different clips for some reason. What a, what a strange choice. Now, because they did that, this is a very fun loophole since we just kind of, fig- you know, settled the writer's strike that happened within the past two weeks. But uh-huh. because Paramount put Mean Girls in 23 different clips on TikTok, uh, the use of that movie then files under making clips for a talk show. And so they don't have to pay anybody in the movie any dividends that they made with the use of that movie. Wait, but TikTok isn't a talk show. You are right. It's just how it's filed under the use of the work under the agreements between the various unions and organizations involved. It's amazing that we made a world that sucks this much. Yeah, it's it's fascinating how it's like in the wake of the very like we've come to an agreement and, and you know, it's going to last three years because that's standard practice in this industry a, a major studio turned around and, and just immediately was like, well, we found a loophole. I uh, There is no way for people to like, pay for movies via TikTok, I would hope, right? No, it's, you are paid by the views. Okay. Man, it would be so easy for all these companies to just start turning their older popular movies into a series of TikToks so they could get like 
Yeah. Like if they ran the math and figured out they could get slightly more money that way than off of streaming views. Oh, <laughs> so whatever money you get is basically free. The only thing you're paying for technically is whoever's organizing, putting those clips on the site. Uh, so any, mo- any money you get from views, even if it's only like a couple of dollars, is just like, boom, free. Basically it's, it's a money printing machine. Uh, because you're avoiding giving royalties to everybody involved. Here's a fun task for listeners to the podcast. If you're the person whose job it is to cut these movies up and put them on TikTok, slam your laptop shut right now. Yeah, if you're listening to this while you're editing for some reason, because ostensibly you're just clicking and in, in, in intervals of however long the clips can be and just dividing it with no rhyme or reason, because why would they're probably not paying you enough to make any sort of sense of the cuts. So just, just, yeah, slam that laptop shut and go about, go upon your day, go about your day, go on with your day. Little editor. No one pays you enough to ruin the uh, media ecosystem as I am so mad about this. I can't even articulate how much it makes me mad. Yeah. I, I just, and to take money out of Lindsay Lohan's pocket just seems especially cruel because she she kind of needs it, right? Lindsay Lohan needs that money. And you know what galls me the most about this? Please go on. TikTok is an app. It, yeah. And if they're doing this, yeah. if they're doing this, they're forcing people to watch movies on their fucking, fucking telephones. Fu- telephones. <laughs> People are going to watch a movie on their fucking telephones. <laughs> this They're forcing people to watch movies on their fucking telephones. And it's you can't do that. You need to be able to watch those TikToks in a cinema. It's really funny to me that as the industry as a whole, for like the past two years, and even this year, like let's say the past three years, have been doing these really over the top and kind of pained. Thank you for coming to see a movie in the theater because of you. We get to do what we love to do, which is create art for people to watch in a theater. So on one hand, they're doing that. And on the other hand is like all of mean girls is on TikTok, You fucks. Well, that's, what's fun is like, in the studio push to have these all like, thank you for coming back to the theaters. Or in, in some cases, I think theater chains funded some of those. But if studios were the ones pushing those, it's like, thank you for coming to the movies. And fuck you for making movies. <laughs> thank you. And also, because you came out, we have to give some money to the people you see here. And that, we fucking hate that. So... <laughs> so go go to tiktok which go is to crazy TikTok. to me because because when david lynch came out with that now viral rant almost as viral as the slap heard around the world uh when he came out with that with the watch movies on your fucking telephone everyone was like calm down <laughs> it's not that big of a deal and now enough time passes and guess what Home, homeboy was right. <laughs> he was on to something. He, he knew something we didn't in, in, in that prescient way that he does. 
Yeah, he uh, he knew that telephones would eventually pose a significant problem for the movie industry, and he knew that every movie should have one blonde and one brunette in it and nothing else. And no other characters. Mahalan Drive is a masterpiece. <laughs> it is a masterpiece. Be fr- watch Blue Velvet and feel bad the whole time. Yeah, I haven't seen Blue Velvet. It's good. Okay. I've seen Mulholland Drive, didn't understand it, but I saw it. It's uh, less off-putting than Mulholland Drive. Oh, was Mulholland Drive supposed to be off-putting? I don't remember it. What, you don't remember that that dumpster scene? It's like the one thing I do remember, I guess. I don't remember. (laughs) Okay, well, they're all good. Yeah. Um, John, it's a very special day here, here in the Zero Credit Studios and in the world of America. The world of America. And the nation of America is a special day because, you know, diehard fans of the podcast, they know our schedule. They know we record on Tuesdays. Of course. But, John, what is today? Uh, Let's see. Well, considering I can actually remember the date... It's Wednesday. That's right, John. It's Wednesday, October 4th, a day that many media outlets have been warning us about. That's right. Wednesday, October 4th, a day that will live in information. That's right. The informative blogospheres of the journalistic world have warned us ahead of time. That at a particular time today, I believe it's 1.20 p.m., the emergency wireless notification system will ring out an alert and warn us that it, not warn us, but just run a test of this thing. And all of your devices will be ringing out with the sound of alarm. Uh, yes, FEMA will will let us know. Uh, that they can reach us all at any time, which I think, I don't know, I feel like they've always been able to do that. You remember that Hawaii missile thing that one time? They contacted all of the citizens of Hawaii, for sure. Uh, it's They can contact us. I feel like they have my number, but yeah. if they have to test it, I get it. You got to test it. You got to find the, the, the holes in the system. You got to find out what... <laughs> What areas are not being warned about imminent disaster? Uh, And for what reason are they not being warned? Is it somehow motivated by Agenda? Hmm, who could say? Uh, Yes, so that is happening within the hour. We are actually, we've moved our entire schedule so we can capture this broadcast, uh, this, this emergency broadcast live as a special sort of treat to sort of because what we do here on zero credits, I, I've said this time and time again, but we we examine the cultural happenings of the zeitgeist, and this has captured the zeitgeist full attention. Yeah, I, let me tell you, there's nothing people love more than something that's going to show up on their phones at some point. Exactly, whether it be a whole movie on TikTok. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, or, maybe it'll be. Maybe that's what the um, yeah. message will be. Maybe it'll be all of Mean Girls. It'll be all of Mean Girls 
<laughs> sent directly to your phone and little burst through the official government warning system. That sounds great. Honestly, I'd love to watch Mean Girls. It's a good movie. Honestly, it's one of my favorite. Uh, did, did you say at what time this alert is going out? Yeah, one twenty p.m. Of course, we are recording this episode very early in the day. Yeah, within the hour this will be happening. Um, I don't want to do math, but we are just, you know, somewhere toward the end of this episode, it'll be going off. Yeah, I mean, you know, like any system, it could go off a little earlier, a little later. Yeah, it, it could be upwards to two minutes early for some reason. <laughs> It might not even go off. Who knows? Yeah, it could be a nothing burger. To, yeah, to, total to use a phrase burger. I hate more than anything else. <laughs> Man, can we can we talk about nothing burgers for a hot second? Yeah, yeah, we 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 can devote exactly one second to it. Man, what a what a word that everyone made fun of when it was made up by some like geriatric Republican. That no one liked or cared about and everyone made fun of, but for some reason was so perfectly formulated that to this day, people keep saying it and then immediately saying, oh, well, I hate that word. It's so powerful. Yeah, I. it is dumb. I don't even like the metaphoric sense of like two pieces of bread with nothing in between or whatever it it's just too simplistic (laughs) but but the thing is like he he said it and then everybody was like what the fuck is a nothing i've literally never heard of this before what an insane yeah stupid thing to say but once people had nothing burger in their head it's all they could think about apparently the term dates back to the 1950s uh, it was first used by Hollywood gossip columnist Luella Parsons. Oh. It has a history of use in American political circles, especially within the Washington, D.C. Beltway. But it's reached its peak usage now because of one Texas United States Senator, Ted Cruz. Oh, no. Ted Cruz said that? No, I'm going to strike this from my vocabulary. Yeah, it was in response to questions around then states, United States. It was in response to questions around then United States Attorney General Jeff Sessions saying the underlying meeting is a nothing burger. It's what senators do every day, meeting with foreign ambassadors. That's part of the job. Mm. Well, Ted Cruz is a nothing person. Yeah, his only claim to fame is promoting the use of a word that is really dumb. It's really dumb. And nothing burger conversation cease. Cease. Yes. So today, while we await the grand, the the grand emergency alert message that we've moved our entire schedules to capture, I thought it would be fun to just give some small updates to stories we've covered in the past. Um, That's right. On on this episode, we're going to give a a number of corrections to the various errors we've made. And I just want to be the first one to say, we're so, so sorry. (laughs) They're they're just, they're just updates to stories. We're so fucked. 
fucking sorry. We didn't get things wrong. We gotta correct ourselves. We're sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, that is some particularly capital C, capital C cursed content. <laughs> anyway, we're sorry. Please continue. Uh, remember a while back, John, we covered a particular NFL player and the odd situation he found himself in uh, pertaining to a particular Sandra Bullock movie. Ah, yes. The blind side guy. Yes. Yeah, the blind side guy, uh, NFL player Michael Orr, <clears throat> uh, released a scathing a re- revelation that he was under a conservatorship and saw almost no money for selling his life story to the making of that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hubbub grew to such a pitch that uh, it, you know, as as things do, raised to the level of a, a court. And Shelby County Probate Court Judge Kathleen Gomez, I'm going to guess, uh, reversed or ended the conservatorship agreement between former NFL player Michael Orr and the and the Memphis couple who took him in was it when he was in high school. Uh, so it's, it's finally over. Good. That is good news. Is there like any kind of like monetary compensation or anything that comes out of this? Uh, no, not yet. That is. Uh, okay. I, I think or, or has a separate court case coming up against the family in terms of like how much money he should be owed uh, that they might have taken from him. The judge did not dismiss that case. Um, and or has asked that the, and this name is really hard to pronounce Tui's. Yeah. I think Tui is where we landed. Yeah. He's asked the Tui's to provide a financial accounting of money that may have come to them as part of the agreement, claiming that they used his name, image and likeness to enrich themselves and lied to him that the agreement meant that they were adopting him. But we can't give you a full financial accounting because we gave all that money to our biological children. Yeah. Um, So we will see what comes of the rest of the court case. But for now, at least the conservatorship has ended and maybe hopefully some monetization or monetary reward will be coming his way because... I've seen a lot of fucked up things in my day, but that one really takes the cake. <laughs> uh, good sign off on that one. I I love this case because as a uh, as a longtime fan of True Blood, it made me sad when it was canceled, and I'm glad to see more. That's right, Southern vampires. <laughs> uh, we thought it was over when Anne Rice passed away, but did Anne Rice pass away? I truly don't know. We thought it was over when Anne Rice either is still alive or passed away. I'll just look it up. Okay, we thought it was over when Anne Rice... <laughs> she died. A, she passed oh, away. R.I.P. Anne Rice. She was a real one. Absolutely. We thought it was over when Anne Rice passed away, but who would have known? Southern vampires here to stay, a staple of the current day. And of course, uh, this is a victory for anyone who, like me, and I think like most people, uh, has realized that conservatorships are the villains of the 2020s. 
conservatorships yeah. are evil. Free Britney, free Michael Orr. Britney has been freed, and so has Michael Orr. And there, there have been a number of other conservatorships that have been called into question lately. I do not have a list on me, but it seems like they're all ending pretty fantastically. I look forward to Michael Orr's eventual TikTok of him dancing with knives. Yeah. Uh, that is a, a genuinely like a, a pretty obvious Shakira joke. Uh, yeah. And then people like call Reading. in like a wellness check on Michael yeah. Orr. Reading far too into it. They're like the the vacant stare in her eyes. Man. She is not of this realm. Her, her sanity has been drained. And it's just like she's doing a joke. It's a bit. She's. Listen, I, I want to get on the record with Britney Spears. Uh, and specifically that record is toxic chapter two in which I will provide backup vocals. Yeah. Um, He just wants to get on that record, uh, for the sequel, but I want to get on the record with Britney Spears and that like great conservatorship is over. Uh, a lot of people are going to great lengths to create conspiracy theories about her not being well mentally and her like, looking in worse health than when she was last in the public eye. Let me tell you, you don't need a conspiracy theory for that. She is certainly not mentally well. She is a very famous person who had very strange life circumstances for decades. Yeah. Britney Spears is certainly not like as mentally well as your average person. I don't think that... She's like a danger to herself or anything. Yeah. I think she's just crazy like every famous person is crazy. Well, she basically couldn't make a decision for herself for the past however many years and was basically forced to do a Vegas show for years on end, night after night, um, the same routines. I think that, honestly, that would break anyone who's not yeah. doing it voluntarily. But I don't think she's a danger to herself. I just no, think no. T- I just think that we're like taking celebrity behavior. Which who's that guy who played Thanos? Uh, his name is Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin would like post Instagram stories, being like, "Pissed myself again today," and like people aren't sending in wellness checks for Josh Brolin. Celebrities are just kind of crazy. Also, she appears to be in worse health. Guess what? She's much older now. Yeah. Uh, it, it is a requirement of getting older is that your skin does not look as good as when you were like 23 or whatever. Uh, Britney Spears is doing fine. I just think it's remarkable that we are still not adhering the 2007 message from one Chris Crocker. Leave Britney alone. You know, people brought Chris Crocker back to say, leave Britney alone for the conservatorship stuff. I'm like, no, that's not what Chris Crocker was saying. Chris Crocker was saying, let Britney be free and leave her alone. Let- We've helped with the free part. We have not helped with the leaving her alone part. Right. Just leave her alone and maybe pick up the leave Britney alone video NFT, which are one time sold for $44,000. Probably you could get it for much cheaper today. Oh yeah. Almost certainly. Someone got a, hopefully Chris Crocker benefited from that. It was him. Yeah. Good. Good. Get that bag, Chris. 
get that bag and leave. Well, not you, Chris, but other people. Leave Brittany alone. Leave Brittany alone, of course. We don't need to tell you that. You're the one who told us. <laughs> uh, what a what a great villain turn if Chris Crocker now refuses <laughs> to leave Brittany alone. Brittany, I'm back. <laughs> I've amassed a fortune of $44,000. American dollars. <laughs> and I'm back. You might say I'm <laughs> a toxic. Oh, God. It's over. It's over. It's over. It's He's over. the Joker. Chris Crocker's the Joker. We are creeping up every second. Every second. To that grand old alert that's going to happen. I, for one, am on pins and needles. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, which is weird for some reason this episode. <laughs> uh, you seem... You seem nervous, you know? You're so I'm nervous. Just, it's, like, it's like the New Year's baby ball drop is happening, but yeah. we don't see it, and we can't I, count. Yeah. I just don't want to miss it, for one. And, I, you know, it's I've got – I'm anxious, you know, because something is, is supposed to ha- – are you the type of person where you have an appointment at, like, 3 p.m., you can't get anything done until it happens? Oh, you cannot schedule a meeting with me past 2 p.m. If you do that, my entire day is fucking ruined. Yeah, I'm just waiting for that meeting to happen. And then like, I'm getting nothing done. And then after the meeting, I'm like, Ooh, that was a lot of work. I'm done for the day. I had a meeting today at 1 PM, which is usually fine for me, but because I've been catching up on work, I'm like, I can't fucking focus on anything. And then after the meeting was done, I was like, I I'm recovering from the meeting. What do you want from me? Yeah. Yeah. You just talk to me. You need to talk to me more. Schedule another meeting, please. Yeah. My life is hard. Anyway, some people have to operate heavier machinery for a living. Yeah. Some people have to do backbreaking labor. I'm going to be here whining about my 4 p.m. dentist appointment. Yeah, we are uh, in in the dichotomy between that big, strong Shiba Inu and that little, weak Shiba Inu and the me. And we are the little, weak Shiba Inu. Yeah, we are the tiny watermelon cat. I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> you know, where it's like the that meme where there's like a big, strong dog and it's like... Oh, oh, in the 20s. oh the, like a Chad dog and then like a little, like the, uh, yeah, yeah it's, got, it's, the, like a, it's, it's the yeah. Chad virgin dichotomy, but with dogs. Right. Well, well, she be in, she be, she be, she be, she be, she be, uh huh, yeah, that she be DVDs. She be It's the Chad virgin dichotomy of she be Yeah. Um, so. A story we covered, John, while you were... We're so sorry. Oh, my God. (laughs) We're so sorry. We were wrong. get anything wrong. We're so fucking sorry. I want to bring you up to speed on on a development in U.S. culture that is just... It's happening every weekend now, and people are fed up. Hmm. Uh, so while you were gone, John, it came to light that maybe, perhaps, with good, with a good vouching, because more evidence just keeps pouring out, that the patron saint of monetization and capitalism, Taylor Swift, is dating the Kansas City Chiefs tight end, Travis Kelsey. Mm. And we learn this because Taylor Swift... And all of her glowing monetization glory graced the 
Kansas City Chiefs Stadium with her presence and cheered when Travis Kelsey scored a touchdown. Mm. This, of course, led to a huge discourse that Taylor Swift has blessed the NFL. Okay. As evident at this is it was further proven when uh, Travis Kelsey's sales of his jerseys sparked up by 400 percent in the week after her appearance at the stadium. Oh, my God. I get what you mean now. Yes. She has blessed the nonprofit organization of the NFL. I. When I realized what you were saying, genuinely chills yeah because if there's one group of people who i serially avoid talking to more than avid football fans it is avid taylor swift fans i mean you do talk to one every week i you're not the same I hear you. Okay. You're I, you like both the NFL and Taylor Swift in totally and in fact, you could stand to like either one twice as much as you do and you'd still be fine. Okay. I'll take but that. But I'm note. I'm talking about yeah, the people who like you can't get started on Richard Goodell, Robert Goodell, Roger. Roger, the the other R name, yeah. Roger Goodell, or the people who are like constantly posting TikToks of them trying to reverse engineer the Lavender Haze Martini or whatever from the Eras tour. Yeah, I guess I'm not a big Swifty because I don't know what that cocktail thing you said was. They she has a song called Lavender Haze. Or I, something, I know, right? I know the song. I know the song. <laughs> at, at the concerts. There There's was alcohol a, at these concerts? Yeah, I know. It's crazy because they're for children. <laughs> uh, no, I I joke. I genuinely like Taylor Swift. Don't do come too. after me. I'll come after you. Um, I just think it's fun to, to play with not liking people. I think that she's very good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah, like no, rabid no. fans of yeah, yeah. either of those things no, no. are the same level right. of unpleasant to me. There, there are people who are like do like the Fibonacci sequence to try to figure out who was she dancing with in New York and Lavender Hayes. What, 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 who is she singing about? Why is Red about Jake Gyllenhaal? I don't understand. Yeah, stuff like that. I get it exactly. Um, but so this, what the funny thing is, and all of this, and I'm just recapping the whole story now. Um, because she had so much national attention. Through the NFL, a lot of people became aware that Taylor Swift recently just tweeted out, hey, go get registered to vote. And like a 35% increase of people who are age 18 uh, registered to vote along with uh, for a total of like 110,000 people. Hell yeah. Suddenly registered to vote. And so because of this national attention, because she has that sort of cult of personality she is now public enemy number one for the GOP. <laughs> okay, honestly, I get I get that. Yeah. I think it's good. Uh, to the tune of <laughs> a Christian commentator by the... This is the update. The Christian commentator by the name of... You got to give me this person's name because they have done egregious things. Morgan Ariel... Mm-hmm. Uh, 
basically just said, and I quote, I think these people, and she is referring to Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, should be publicly prosecuted and hung. Great. Love it. That's the kind of rhetoric one side can say and nothing bad will happen to them. Let's examine why they should be prosecuted. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, one is just the most prolific, uh, money-wise performer of her age. And the other is a tight end who won, who was on the team that won the Super Bowl last year. What is their crime? Uh, I, I do find it somewhat difficult to even imagine what the, because I think in some world, uh, Taylor Swift could be like good, for the GOP, if she like, because from my understanding, Taylor Swift has like no strong political affiliations, right? Uh, as as a lot of people who are like hyper mega mega famous tend to. Uh, so I don't really know why the GOP is like super upset, but I will make the case that this is a tremendous. And historic misstep on the GOP's part and is actually maybe good for society. Right. Because there is no, not a single bullet in the magazine of the GOP as powerful as Taylor Swift. You think you're going to out charisma Taylor Swift with Ben Shapiro? Or or with uh, Stu Peters of the Stu Peters show? You think you're, you think you're going to beat Taylor Swift? No. no. And if you make it your mission to hate her, you are going to turn a lot of young people who, let's say they leaned centrist and there was a coin flip. This isn't how it works, but let's say they like lean centrist and listen to pop music. They could go right or they could go left. If your public platform is saying you don't like an insanely popular charismatic and like genius level strategic person artist uh you're gonna turn people against you and that's good for humanity actually yeah that's good actually it's Um, it's good that the gop hates taylor swift i if taylor swift trotted out there with bernie sanders that'd be great. great it would be great I just I want to start now the unhinged portion of this co- this, co- this 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 coverage. Uh, Stu Peters, who is the I guess the figurehead of the show in which this comment was said on, followed up to that by saying, "And I quote: This is a quote from Stu Peters. Uh huh. This is a strong point in favor of the rumors that Taylor Swift is actually a lesbian or even asexual." Because with a history like that and all of these deaf jabs, it's pretty clear Kelsey has no dick. Uh, death jabs? I'm guessing that is vaccine. Oh, boy. Because uh, everyone knows when you get the vaccine multiple times, um, your genitalia just falls off. Yeah, no, that does happen. So, um, the, you know... Yeah, there's nothing funny there. It just happens. It's just stupid. And it's not even the worst thing I've seen. Here's my question. Why are they mad? I don't know. I don't I, get it. 
you're you're quoting people by the way who are like certifiable like these people said right. say, like is is this like in the mainstream gop at all or just these so that was the conservative like, hungry ghouls yeah let, let's say that was like the conservative like ultra religious or even just conservative religious or somewhere on that spectrum yeah far but like, right evangelical far right maybe. there we go far right evangelicals um, and, and that was pretty extreme, but I, I have found another such sort of like experience from someone who posts on a QAnon forum. Okay. I won't give their username because why would I do that? Mm-hmm. But they have written an eyewitness account of something that shocked them to their core. Oh my God. I can't wait. The following is a retelling of their post. <clears throat> Taylor Swift fans are an actual cult like TS Ultra. And this may be redundant, but they're also pretty fucking dumb. I witnessed it firsthand a few months ago, sitting in a nice bar slash restaurant in a beach town. A musician is performing. Just it's her. Mar- it's Margaritaville. It's, Just it's Margaritaville. her in her acoustic. <laughs> A nice breezy day. Good vibes. This performer decides to do a few Taylor Swift covers. Okay, no big deal. I don't have to like everything, right? Dozens of girls and a few, quote, guys, end quote, start the singing along and Dopey pointing to each other, quote, dance, end quote. There are 35 people in this bar, and 25 of them are now performing Taylor Swift at full volume. For five songs straight, I've never seen this, even at the height of Beyonceism. <laughs> I looked at my wife in disheartened disgust. I could not believe what I was seeing. Long story longer, there needs to be something done to nip this in the bud. They will do quite literally whatever she asks. If there are 35 million Taylor Swift fans of voting age, they're all voting full on, open parentheses, insert piece of shit here, close parentheses. So, I want to talk about the things I love about that story. First of all, Beyonceism used like McCarthyism. Nah. Can't beat it. You truly can't beat it. It's, 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 it's uh, Italian chef kiss. It's just, it's so good. It's so good. Um, but I think maybe my biggest issue with this is that the author is saying, let me tell you a story why Taylor Swift fans are dumb. And then proceeds to tell a story <laughs> about a bar slash restaurant on the coast, Margaritaville. Yeah, Margaritaville. With probably a, you know, totally unknown acoustic guitar set from someone who's probably just doing covers with some original stuff mixed in, trying to make a buck, decides to play a very popular song. Yeah. And most of the bar starts having a pretty fucking good time. Yeah. 
Um, that it, that's a great experience for most of the bar, especially for the performer. That's a good night. <laughs> it's a good night. Yeah. And for this person, they're like, wow, oh, really, truly intelligent people would have continued to sit and <laughs> in stew silence. in their misery <laughs> in this Margaritaville rather than get the fuck up and have a halfway decent time. Yeah, I, I feel like 25 out of 35 is a good you can't please everybody all the time ratio. Like it's a majority. A lot of the people there are having fun. Yeah. And yet there's they're dumb because they like Taylor Swift and they sang and like probably like bopped to Taylor Swift. Yeah. They had a medium good time. <laughs> How dumb of them. I the greatest the people irony. who like this artist are a cult. If they hear their songs, they groove to them a little How, bit. She's brainwashed. The mash it. The mat. The masses. <laughs> the mashes. <laughs> Meanwhile, I want to sit and eat my turkey burger and wait for at last to come on the radio so yeah. I can sit and enjoy at last. I mean, the greatest irony here is that this is a member ostensibly because they're posting on a QAnon forum <laughs> yes. of QAnon. Yes. So it's like these sheep <laughs> dancing to their tunes. I want to sit here and wait for what what Robert F. Kennedy Jr. to become president. <laughs> these <laughs> these sheep waiting for the next command from their shadow master. <laughs> right. It's like wait, they're the cult. They are the cult. Them? Man, if she told them to vote for some piece of shit, I bet they would. Not me voting for RFK Jr. Right. Oh, it, it's like oh, they they gather wherever she goes. Not how dare they? Don't they know they need to gather at the grassy knoll <laughs> wait for rfk That's, jr to announce that donald trump is the 10th president of the united states it's just so funny it's just so funny it's very dumb very stupid and i just i have to eat it up because no matter what taylor swift stays winning i really we got to keep an eye on this, or at least I do, because I see this as a ladder, right? Because as sad as it is to say this, I think maybe somewhere between 10, if I'm being very generous to society, or 30, if it's what I truly believe, percent of the American right is like QAnon doubt. Like, I think it's between yeah. like 10 and 30% like truly genuinely believe some or all elements of this bullshit. And I want the belief that Taylor Swift is bad to proliferate there so it trickles up to the QAnon out public representatives. And then, like, it has to be a position that the GOP takes. Because, listen, Taylor Swift, huge popularity, probably not going anywhere for a while. She's very young. Having the GOP against Taylor Swift could surf us through the next few years of elections. We yeah. could get some pretty decent elections out of the GOP making an ass of itself trying to attack Taylor Swift. It, it, it's amazing the uh, the discourse that has come out of this. Um, I mean, Newsweek just uh, last week. I'm not going to read this article, but here's a headline. 
uh, why Republicans' war against Taylor Swift could backfire. Like it's a known factor for people who study politics for a living. Um, And even now, alleged boyfriend Travis Kelsey is saying that the NFL is overdoing it with Taylor Swift coverage. And like, of course they are. They saw the 400% increase of your jersey, Mr. Kelsey. The NFL is not going to stop that. The NFL going, will not yeah, stop that. They're going to, to, for a terrible turn of phrase, continue to pimp out Taylor Swift as long as it keeps increasing their profit margins. Yeah, this is the... I, I guess the only thing that would throw a wrench in this is if they stopped dating. Right. I mean, and that would be fine. We That's get fine. Hit, we get a hit song. And we move yeah. on with our lives. We get Everyone included. But I'm just saying, GOP, keep at it. Keep protecting Taylor yeah. Swift. And maybe people who are writing articles about how this could backfire for the GOP, hey, stop. Stop writing those articles. Don't tip yeah. people off. Don't we all know what the off. game is. We all I know do, what it is. Don't spoil it for anyone. I do. This is a moment and a brief moment in the zeitgeist where I wish – just once the GOP had like some actual creatives on their side because I need a horror movie in which Taylor Swift is the monster. Oh, and she's just, she's just eating up these traditional American institutions. She came for football. She came to tell the youth to vote. When will it stop? When will she stop assimilating things into her power? (laughs) I would love that, like a Godzilla, but Taylor Swift. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she did write that she is like a monster lurching toward your favorite city. It, uh, 1989, I don't know. Uh, it, uh, this it would was, be, a, sorry, sorry, this is from Antihero, and it's, it's off, it's off one of her, her new albums, not 1989. Um, um, but what I, this would be like a good version of that, uh, Donald Glover show The Swarm that I think was ostensibly supposed to be about fandom-induced mania, but instead it was just a a kind of okay show. Set in the same universe as Atlanta. Really? Yeah. Wish I liked it as much as I like Atlanta. It's a funny sentence. (laughs) Set in the the same universe as as, as Atlanta, Georgia. It's set in the same universe as Durham. Yeah. Set in the same universe as, I don't know, Gorham County, Kansas. I am going to pitch a play to you. Okay. And it is a play in which, similar to that one play about how all media was destroyed except Simpsons episodes, so all works of art are like based on Simpsons episodes, so they end up being like uh, prism versions of the things the Simpsons were satirizing, though society has no it. Anyway, uh, a society in which the only media that's left is like popular media reporting from like film and television and music. So people don't say that they're from somewhere. They say they're set in the same universe as something else. <laughs> This is what I want. Yeah. This is what I want. The, the uh, set, yeah, setting is like in the same universe as Parks and Rec. <laughs> yeah. Or like I'm I'm in the same universe as Todd. 
as Todd. Okay. Like we're like we're from the same village, but we say we're set in the same yeah. universe as oh, and of course your family is is the cinematic universe. <laughs> we are the where, Smith cinematic universe. Where are you set? <laughs> <laughs> Marriages oh, yes. are called ambitious crossovers. <laughs> I'm in an ambitious crossover with Margaret. Uh, deaths are called uh, epic drama moments. Not cancellations. They, they could be called cancellations. Oh, my God. We are here today to celebrate the cancellation of Steve. <laughs> Steve, Loki fell off. Loki fell off. Steve, Loki fell off Anderson. <laughs> Steve, <laughs> Steve, Loki fell off Anderson. He is he is survived by his sequels, Dana. Oh, my God. <laughs> His, yeah. his prequels, John and Martha. <laughs> he he leaves behind a beautiful franchise. Why did franchise. you say that name? <laughs> <laughs> leaves behind a beautiful franchise. Uh, anyway, write this play. You know how to write. Uh, I get can on write. It. Yeah, I'll get on it. Well, I think that wraps up the discourse for Taylor Swift. Um, and I we are moments away from the final bit of this episode the alarm will go off let's all join hands virtually and usher in this announcement this test of the emergency system it's gonna sweep the internet by storm and it's happening any moment now it's gonna happen literally any moment now though it is now 121 oh so i mean yeah i guess it is kind of late i I mean, is it is it gonna happen? No, I absolutely think it's going to. This is not a test of the Frightened Times Emergency Management Agency alert system. The purpose is to declare and unleash the Frightened Times at the federal, state, local, tribal, and territorial levels, and to evaluate the nation. Actions required by the public: are your windows run and hide. The location is not the same, and the anomaly is outside. Oh. I'm sorry for that interruption. Uh, I think I was in the middle of introducing the show. Uh, Let's just take it from the top, shall we? (laughs) Welcome, everyone, to Zero Credits Podcast. I, of course, am Haunted Henry. And I'm Spooky John. And together we're Haunted Henry and Spooky Con John. <laughs> Spooky Con John coming directly for you with the entire power of that zeitgeist in order to make the world a spookier place. Henry, I don't know if you noticed. But uh, are we taking on blood? We're taking on blood. I don't know what that means. (laughs) Like when a ship takes on water, you know? But blood instead. Yes, we're taking on blood, and we're taking names this season. We're coming for everyone. That, that, That message was for you. Well, since the blood is up to my knees, I'm going to say that's it for us. So, Haunted Henry, take it away. That's right. If you want to get in contact with us during this very frightening times, 
here's how you can do so. Send us a tweet on the unadulterated Elon Musk's X.com. That's or Twitter, whatever. That's right. Nothing has changed about X here in the frightened times. You can reach out to us at ZCPCWHJ on Twitter.com. I believe my friend, Spooky Scary? Spooky? Spooky John Gone John has, knows what that stands for. That's right. A bat screaming. That's what the name of the Twitter is. If you want to reach us through the most vile of communications email, you can send us an email to zero credits is a podcast at gmail.com because we'll never fix it. That's the true horror. You can find this podcast wherever podcasts find you when you look into the Apple Podcast, the Apple Podcast looks right back. Sad news about Google Podcast. It's dying in 2024. So come to us on YouTube Music. That sounds weird to say, but it's true. If you could leave a rating or review wherever you listen, if that is enabled, it might just be Apple Podcast, if we're being honest. That would be very helpful for us. I know we're like coming at you with so much malice, but if you could just help us, that would be great, because then we could come at you with even more malice. But the most important thing you can do in this period of time is scream. Scream zero credits as your blood leaves your body and floods John's room and my room scream scream to a friend scream to a spouse scream to the end scream with a mouse word of the mouth or screams from your mouth are the only way we thrive and from everyone here at the zero credits dark metallic structure that is taking on blood and has no noise inside we'd like to wish you a happy week goodbye and i would like to remind you your location is not what it was it's different now and the anomaly is outside goodbye voice didn't change (laughs) it didn't no you're exactly the same wow i thought i sounded so scary let me let me try again hey there it is